Welcome back to another episode of Off The Top Podcast. I'm super excited to do this episode. It's about the future. It's about technology that we will be seeing disrupting a lot of what you guys are doing in a day-to-day life. Julian, how's it going? I am doing fantastic. Bing bong boom. We're about to change the game or give you a little bit of new information on something that is going to be changing the future of lives. And some say it's the off the top podcast of video games. And some say that it's just a poor imitation. But what we're going to be talking about today is Google Stadia. If you don't know what Google Stadia is, Google just dropped it as far as letting everybody know and making it public. They're basically streaming service that has a lot when it comes to the meeting of the minds. And it was super shocking to say the least that there wasn't a huge buildup for this and for what they're offering it was very surprising in today's industry of technology that there were no leaks about it and google just kind of came out gave this you know hour-long conference on stadia and the potential and some of the features to make it work with cross-platform devices easy sharing or sharing with friends and not having the traditional console. Exactly. And so we've seen this done before with some streaming services. Uh, and I'll go through it less shortly of, you know, PlayStation Now has a streaming service where you can take your video game that you playing on your PS4 and stream it to your PC or back to your PS4 or different things. There's also Blade Shadow, which is kind of like the NVIDIA GeForce, which NVIDIA basically does the same thing. They're in beta and they run off of NVIDIA GPUs. And then there's Blade Shadow, which is kind of like the NVIDIA GPU, but you also get to do like video editing and other tasks with it. But Google kind of separates itself in the fact that it not only streams all the workflow from its servers, but it also allows you to play with whatever control you want, whatever Google like item you want. So that could be like from a Chromecast, from your phone to a laptop, but it also links up with YouTube, which I think is just crazy. And what a smart move by Google. I agree. I I think to me, Google Stadia so far feels like not a power move for gaming at this point, but a power move for YouTube. And you can see this as in their presentation that the stadia if you see an ad for a video game and that video game is being offered on the stadia that you can essentially click in and within five seconds be into the game which is groundbreaking that means you don't have to download the game as you see with a lot of recent games that you can just buy and then you download everything onto your xbox or onto your ps4 you don't have to purchase a physical copy go down to I guess GameStop's probably the only game store really around. Go down to GameStop and get a physical copy. You don't have to worry about holding all of that information on your computer if you're PC gaming. It's all hosted on Google's servers to make it a a very seamless process that anyone with access to internet can essentially get a hold of. It's a big move for YouTube. And I think that's where it kind of like hits the nail on the head where you are in this weird space. And you mentioned it at the very closing point is that something like this takes a lot of bandwidth and a really, really strong internet connection. And 
specifically, if you're looking at playing something and it's like what they offer in 4K, you're going to be streaming. You're going to have to have a strong connection about like 30 megabits per second. Or if it's a little less as far as like 1080p, maybe like 20 or so. So if you think about the grand scheme as far as doing this on a scalable level, it might not be 100% easy to do right off the bat with people's availability of strong internet. But in the sense of pairing it and marrying it with YouTube, it's just an extraordinary take and almost like an angle because YouTube is a lot of gaming and a lot of gameplay in itself. In addition to the internet requirements you had mentioned, The thing I also had to think about, too, is one of the cons I've seen with it or heard about it with along with a lot of pros, though, is that not only do you need, you know, 30 megabits per second, that's also on the basis that, you know, you don't have a monthly Internet cap by your Internet provider or being throttled down when sending all these different inputs back and forth with the server. So it'll be very interesting to see how infrastructure of Internet companies work with Google Stadia. It would obviously be a big push for Google Fiber and things of that nature. But the other thing I enjoy about Google Stadia is that you have the ability to go cross-platform. So like Jordan had mentioned, like if you're on your laptop and you're watching YouTube and you see an ad for this game or you're watching your favorite streamer on YouTube play this game, you can click in there and start playing and then say you have to hit the road or go down and meet your friends for coffee. You can save that exact point that you're at to the second and send yourself a link and then pick that link up on your Google Pixel or on your phone and continue playing, which is something that used to require a physical memory card to do so and is a great advancement for where video games can go if you can hop from device to device and continue on with the storyline that you're at. I like what you said there as far as kind of painting that picture of the the type of way that people can use this product. And there's no doubt that it is very technologically like impressive with a, as a concept. And I think that a lot of people, from what I've heard and read, it's kind of their, they have their hopes up. But as far as actually executing it, we've only seen just a small demo when they were doing it at GDC with Assassin's Creed and Doom, the 2016 version of Doom for you guys who are Doom heads. But it still could be a thing of, you know, this is such a great thing, but we can only use it in this specific environment, almost like how I like in how electric cars started up. Like they were cool and they're awesome, but they only have like a range of like 60 miles. So it's kind of like made them unpractical until we started getting like some really strong battery technology, in this case, strong Wi-Fi technology. But I definitely don't want to knock Google before they actually get, you know, on their feet with this one. I think it's also a great sign, as you mentioned, with Assassin's Creed and Doom to see these AAA games. If you aren't familiar with AAA games or you're kind of big studio, lots of developers, lots of hands on deck to create these massive games to see AAA games being pushed with Google Stadia already. And that's one of the things, in my opinion, that will make or break the Stadia is if you get the support of AAA games to come on to Stadia and be licensed through and available on different platforms, you'll see, you know, a great result because people 
tend to love AAA games. You know, an indie game will come in there and people will enjoy that, but it's not as consistent. So seeing if, you know, Stadia, once it gets off the ground, if they can continue to get that backing from AAA studios, that could be a huge bump to where Stadia ends up going. Another thing that I don't think we've talked about, but I do believe will kind of be changed by the game of Stadia is the aspect of it as kind of like a service or almost like entertainment of video games and the fact that there's going to be streamers that fundamentally change the way they stream due to Stadia if they use it. So there's two features we didn't really talk about. And one of them Google calls crowd play. So basically someone's going to be able to hop into a multiplayer game. And then the second one, which I think is probably even crazier, is to be able to share specific gameplay moments for other players to jump in, which is called state play. And what that means is that, you know, as a streamer, what I'm thinking in my head is, all right, I'm playing this video game and I'm at this challenging part, or I want to like do a contest where I say, okay, any of my streamers that think they can get past this part better than I can, I'll like shout you out or something. Give them a state share of that, all my, all the people watching, and then like go from there. So you're going to break that wall, that fourth wall of people watching video games being played. And now they're going to be watching video games being played as if they were in the room with a friend and can play themselves, which I feel like will change the game once that this stuff is implemented right. Yeah, the flexibility of sharing is going to be huge here. And since these are hosted on Google's servers, um, another big pro in the con coming out of Stadia is there won't be as much hacking going on into games or breaking of games. And there's also that same on the same note, you know, hacking's not great, but you really won't have any custom tweaks or mods to games. So it's going to be pretty straightforward on what they're presenting you and keeping things up to date and you won't have to worry about the DLC. So it's nice to see streamers being able to use, um, you know, these state plays and sharing things or crowd play to get in line to play with them without having that worry of someone hacking into the game or hacking into a specific IP. And, you know, it's still possible, but ruining this game for them as they've already shared that state file so that, you know, if something goes wrong, everyone else has an option to continue playing while they figure out their problems on their end. Yeah, it definitely gives people a more polished product as far as what they'll be using and how they'll be using it. So I think that Stadia, for the most part, if executed, is going to be kind of a monster through that. Now, not only can you play wherever and not that that hasn't been done before, but you can play with whatever controller and you can also have this community pull too, or community tie where you can communicate with people through your video games, which I know video games have been be, been able to communicate before, but not in the sense of the way that Google Stadia is trying to do it. And I'm looking forward to seeing exactly how this new product that will be dropped in 2019 from what they said. They didn't give a clear date as far as when or what or like in what fashion. But I think that I'm really, really excited to see exactly what this does for the video game world. But also, I'm kind of interested to see how consoles will react to this as well. I think the other thing I'm really curious about is price point. If, if they're offering this as a Netflix 
of video games, so to speak, where you're paying $50 a month and you have access to all the games on the platform to play um, and have access to at any time. They're constantly being updated. You don't have to worry about DLC. Um, everyone's enjoying the same game. Or if they're coming out with, you know, the Stadia login or you're buying the the product, so to speak, like a YouTube Red almost for $600 and that sets you solid for like a year or if it's buying games individually, there's still a lot of questions on that pricing side that I think it's going to weigh very heavily into what happens with consoles. That's a really good point. And I think that, you know, if you can just put your head in the future and have kind of like that feel for what people will be thinking at this time, uh, we'll be having like, you know, new console generation coming soon. And with that comes a, you know, a big price tag. But at the same time, if you have the option of, you know, the newest gen consoles or Stadia, uh, which if you're just comparing apples to apples, so right now the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X has uh, the computing power of 4.2 teraflops and 6.0 teraflops, respectively. And Stadia has a 10.7 GPU teraflop uh, capability. So if you think about it as far as like how somebody would normally break down the console, as far as like what's the most powerful, uh, what's like the price of them, you got to think Stadia is a subscription. So, you know, psychologically, instead of paying for like 600 bucks for a new console, if they just bought like a $30 subscription, it would be less of a like, you know, less of a painful experience and still be able to play with those video games that they wanted to before. So I'm going to be really interested to see kind of like how these two monoliths or, you know, right now we're seeing you know, streaming as something that's cool and might be the future, but not super bona fide. And the consoles kind of like meet up this one time. And I think the thing too to factor in there is that with Stadia being a essentially a software as a service or a platform as a service, once you buy the newest Xbox playstation whatever console it may be at that time you're going to be there's going to be hardware limitations but if you have a google stadia or if you have i don't know if it, if you have a google stadia or a stadia account not sure how it's really working at this point but if you're connected with stadia you're not limited by software because everything is on done on the cloud and on the google server so you know if you're playing it on a pc and you update your pc the games are going to be updated. If you're playing on the newest phone, everything's going to be compatible there. You're not going to have to jump from Xbox number 72 to Xbox number 74 down the line or however that works because most of the work is being done on Google's Google's end. It takes kind of the natural way that we've been we've learned to play video games and get new video games and keep up with the trend. And now, I mean, it's definitely no questions about it. If this thing is executed correctly, and I'm going to probably sound like a broken record, it's going to be a market disruptor in a lot of exciting ways. And I'm still, I'm excited to see what happens. If it's a flop, I, I think it's a great idea to just be thinking of this concept. But if it's something that's bona fide and, you know, something that actually people will be playing by the end of this year, then you know that Jordan from Off the Top Podcast <laughs> called it first. So 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Google Stadia and the future of gaming. Julian, do you have anything for our closing arguments for our fans? I'm I'm going to say if I have to take a position, I suppose I am more skeptical um, only on the basis that for some reason, I feel like Google never fully commits to its projects. So hopefully I'm wrong this time and things become a lot easier for us people that enjoy gaming and having easy access and a good time to gaming. But uh, I'm going to say I'm skeptical to begin with. Gotcha. Well, you have two stances here. So I'm excited to see what happens in the future. If you have your own personal take on what Google Stadia is going to be like or things that you we didn't mention, please go ahead and reach out to us on the off the top podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for your listening, guys, and have a great day.